Bush and Richie here with your Home Time Show podcast. Can I just say, just before we start recording then, I've just thrown the third consecutive paper ball directly in the bin. Didn't even touch the sides, right? <laughs> I feel like this is a good omen. Richie, yeah. you should put one of your sporting bets on or something. Oh, this, no, no, This no, is a no, moment. No, no. I have had a horrendous weekend uh, on all things predictions, all things little dabbles on things. Awful. I, I couldn't predict a single thing right now. So considering that tonight, <laughs> as we speak, my side Arsenal are about to take on Palace, oh. I'm not touching anything with a barge pole. But you uh, you do quite a lot of... Um, no, it's not bets, but you do things where you just, just for the sake of it, yep. predict the score, which I, I think do. is quite a good thing. I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I've, for the record, Arsenal 2, Palace 1 is my prediction for tonight's game. There you go. We have it now recorded there for posterity. Let's see whether he's right. So, are you saying, hang on, let me just work this out in my head. Are you saying because you have thrown three consecutive paper balls into the bin, my prediction of Arsenal 2, Palace 1 is going to be correct? Yes, it's what they call the butterfly effect. <laughs> I want to start this week's uh, set of shows off with a bold statement. Uh, isn't it weird how a passing comment can kind of make you sometimes reassess your life? Let me to explain. Uh, my hairdresser told me the tail end of last week that she wants to do the Santiago de Compostela, which is that famous walk in Spain. Have you heard of it? Explain. There's like a, a really long walk yeah. <laughs> in Spain where you go on like a pilgrimage. And it's called the Campias to... The, yeah. That one. Sounds like someone you, you might sign in midfield <laughs> in a transfer window. Uh, but apparently it's brilliant and it can be life-changing. I think Michael Sheen was in a movie about it called The Way. Oh, wow. Which is quite a cool oh, thing. Oh, this is cool. So she wants to do it. It's a thing she just has this kind of burning desire to do. And I sat there with my haircut thinking, I feel really shallow now. I don't have anything like that. I haven't got a single pilgrimage or thing that I've got a burning desire to do. Have you got something you want to do? Yeah. What do you want to do? I have always wanted to do, and <laughs> this is not This is way more achievable than a long walk in Spain. OK, you're I've setting always, expectations right now. I've always wanted to do the Settle to Carlisle Railway. What was that? The Settle to Carlisle Railway. OK. Uh, and what is what is that, essentially? Just, like, go on the train... It's from... a railway between Settle and Carlisle. What makes it so good, though? It's beautiful. OK. What, but, the trains? Is it like an old train? No, they're just like diesel trains these days. OK. So what is the main <laughs> difference? The thing that is stopping me is going up to Yorkshire and doing it. OK. That's it. Why won't you go up to Yorkshire? I don't, I don't, I don't have any problem with Yorkshire, but it's yeah. just... It's a bit of a trip for someone who lives in uh, Hertfordshire. OK, so that is your <laughs> pilgrim. That's <laughs> your Santiago de Compostela. <laughs> <laughs> that is that, yeah. Easier to pronounce as well. Well, look, cards on the table. First hour of the show. Uh, what is your pilgrimage? What thing do you have a burning desire to see or do? I feel quite bad that I haven't got anything yet. Maybe I'll get some inspiration but by the time this show's ended tonight. Lisa says, I want to go and see the Northern Lights from Iceland from the outside of an igloo. Now you see that. Sounds beautiful. Is it the... What, what's the railway called? Celta Carlisle. Something like that. What thing do you have a burning desire desire to do or see. I feel quite bad. I feel quite shallow. I haven't got one. Uh, Simon wants to walk over the Sydney Harbour Bridge. He says he's already to, uh, put it off one year already, so hopefully next year. I trust that that is where you see these people harness up and actually walk right over the top, not just oh. walk as a pedestrian across the I was going to say, I, I thought that would be the case. I thought he was maybe setting his sights quite low, just for a brisk yeah. walk across the bridge. I've seen people do that. That gives me the willies just looking at even pictures of it, so no thank you. Do you know the one that used to freak me out? Uh, these to be a thing called the Ashton Court Festival back in Bristol when you used to live there and you go across the Clifton Suspension Bridge and that wobbles when you've got too many people walking on it. Yeah, no thanks. Don't like any of that. Uh, Park Chiss on Twitter says, I'd love to go and see Boca Juniors play in Argentina. Oh, now their stadium Ooh. is meant to be something else. Uh, Tim says, uh, I'd love to go and play cricket at Cape Town. 
Oh, beautiful creek. I'd have, I'd have any of these. So, not the Sydney Harbour Bridge one, but I'd take any of these. Are you going to trade it for your uh, train trip? No. Get the Celta Carlisle done first of all, and then I'll move on to something else. Uh, if you have a burning desire to do something, what is your pilgrimage? Like I said, I feel quite bad. I don't have one at the moment. Maybe before this show is through, I will gain a pilgrimage myself. Uh, we've got a correction already. What is it? 426. We've been corrected already. I was just talking about the uh, Santiago de Compostela, the, the amazing life-changing walk that my hairdresser was telling me that she wants to do. And I said there was a, f- a film with um, uh, Michael Sheen That's in it, it. About it called The Way. It, Dan says, hi, guys. Uh, it wasn't Michael Sheen that made the movie The Way. It was Martin Sheen, and it was directed by his son, Emilio Estevez. Never mix your Mr Sheens, he says. It's a good point. Uh, regarding pilgrimages, mine was the Settle to Carlisle steam train. Uh, Jen here says you can go with West Coast Railways. They run a train called the Dalesman. It's very similar to the one seen in the Harry Potter film, so mine's on. This, I haven't got one. This is what this, the whole thing's about. It's what I feel bad about, is that I'm so shallow I haven't got a pilgrimage idea. Hopefully you'll have one before five o'clock. A uh, little uh, spark of... Uh, uh, intrigue from or inspiration from you guys. Gary says, I'm a scuba diver. I want to see a leafy sea dragon, but they're in Australia. Being in my 50s and being made redundant due to COVID means I probably never will. Mate, keep dreaming, you might just do it. Donna, what's yours? It's to go to all of the M&M World stores. <laughs> <laughs> where, where, where are the M&M World stores? I know we've got one just around the corner in Leicester Square here in central London. Where are the other ones? Yeah, so I've done Las Vegas. There's Shanghai, Berlin, Orlando, and there's a new one in that's called in the All America store that I haven't found out the details for yet. Wow. Um, I've been to the London one. It smells a lot of M M&M. and M. What What else do you feel that you get out of your trips to them? Oh, it's all the merchandise, really. To be fair, I don't actually like M and M. Amazing. I just like going to the stores. That's incredible. Here's the thing, right? The weirdest thing is about it. They, they're quite big things, and, and if you ever walk past it in Leicester Square, there's always loads of people queuing to get into it. But, like, when do you ever see anyone eating M&M's? When was the last time you saw a stranger in the street eating M&M's? Exactly. But interestingly, Donna won't eat them either. Doesn't even like, doesn't even like them. Do you just like the, um, do you like the idea of them having legs and eyes and can, you can speak to them? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> good for you, Donna. Well, good luck on your pilgrimage. Thank you. Uh, now, this is this is an interesting one from Leanne in Coventry. She says, I want to climb the three peaks, which obviously Scarfell Pike, Ben Nevis, Snowden. I wouldn't have known that. Wouldn't you have known that? No idea. I thought it was a band. You wouldn't be much cop on uh, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, would you? I'd be terrible. You'd never <laughs> phone me as a friend. <laughs> um, Leanne goes on. She says, yesterday I took the mountain train up Snowden. Okay. Had to turn back because of fog and wind. Didn't see anything in the end. Gutted. So she started her pilgrimage. Had to turn back. Is there a train that goes up Snowden? Yeah. That's a bit of a cheat, isn't it? I thought you were supposed to like climb it or it's hike it. It's a funicular. I know. Is it really? Mm. I wouldn't, you wouldn't get me in one of those in a million years as well. So that can't be my pilgrimage. No offence. You know, although I do have a bit of an idea possibly forming just through what people have been saying. And this one's like right on my level because I love... I love eating in kind of fast food restaurants and right. greasy spin cafes, that kind of thing. Fast food restaurant pilgrimage. Well, this kind of along those lines, right? Uh, I, I'm always kind of slightly overwhelmed at how many wimpies uh, we have in <laughs> Leon C and Southend. We have an embarrassment of wimpies. We've got four wimpies within like a mile of me. I don't know, don't know how it's happened. Maybe it's a clerical error through the people who own and run wimpy, but we've got loads of them down our way. If if you can have your three peaks challenge, then surely you can have your four, four. wimpies. Exactly, challenge. your four wimpies. What about this, right? Rather than waiting around, let's get stuck straight into it. I want to try and eat every single wimpy in the South End, Leon C area this week. <laughs> you know, you have a holy trinity, whatever a four is. 
<laughs> What's a four? The, quad. A quad. Yeah. The wimpy quad this week, like a mini version of Super Size Me, every morning this week, different wimpy. <laughs> I could be having a big Bender burger by Friday. I will see if I can come join you. If you're going to do that, I will see if I've got room in my diary to come and join you. Clear the decks on Friday because it's going to be fantastic. <laughs> it starts tomorrow, folks. Thank you for the inspiration. <laughs> I've been loving your messages as well about uh, the stuff that you've got a burning desire to do. We've got Deborah on the line. Deborah, what is the pilgrimage that you would love to do? I've always had an ambition to go on a tour round um, Cape Canaveral, NASA's facility, rocket preparation and launch um, sites and that sort of thing. Um, I've, I've always been glued to NASA, especially when the, the shuttle was taking off. Yeah. And land, God, landing, I mean, that was fantastic. It was totally unpowered. They were just gliding um, into land and they all... All of them always did it perfectly. It was so impressive. So, would you would you want to be a space tourist then, Deborah? Do you reckon? Um, I'd love to, but I'm too old and um, my lungs aren't all that good, so I wouldn't pass the medic medicals. No. You're never too old, yeah, I reckon. William Shatner went up the other day, didn't he? Uh, yes, <laughs> he's dead now. <laughs> he's what? He's dead. No, he's no, not. He's not. He went up on Friday. <laughs> Oh, I thought I was told by, by my husband that he was dead. No, no I, I, think it, I think it went fine. <laughs> Unless it's someone we've not heard about. I think no, he's all right. I, I must have misunderstood what my husband... Do you know what, I reckon, what's your husband's first name, Deborah? He's called Andrew. I think Andrew is saying that to try and put you off your <laughs> ideas of being involved in the space race. So you don't listen to him, all right? That's right, yes. I don't know how old, how old is old Chatner. 90-odd, isn't he? I, I think he's 80-odd. Is he? He he looks amazing because he's had so much work done. He's got this sort of funny, round, puffy face. <laughs> yes. Listen, Deborah, we could chat to you all day. <laughs> Lovely to speak to you and keep on dreaming to get into space. Oh, yes, I will do. Indeed, I will. So I was left alone over the weekend. Bit of a boys' weekend at home. Uh, me and uh, my two sons, uh, the only people in the house. Uh, so I'm sad to report it's not gone well, Bush, and I need your help. What happened? Saturday evening, I did uh, spaghetti meatballs for uh, myself, Ooh. Charlie and Rocco, and I have to say I nailed it. They Absolutely had, fantastic. It got me hungry even thinking about it. The one error, the one error was Rocco, I did not put a bib on him. He's Ooh. three and a half. Uh, he slurps that spaghetti like out of the the uh, the Lady in the Tramp movie. Uh, it's all down the front of this T-shirt. So whenever Thea, who's kind of similar age, eats something like that, I always normally just go down straight to nappy. It's a shame you can't do that as an adult as well, because it's so messy, <laughs> I would do it. Uh, yeah, I should have put the bib on, uh, but I didn't. So uh, the T-shirt, what a state. I realised after seconds, I was thinking, oh, this is a mistake. But I thought, oh, well, I've just got to let this meal go through. There's no way he's going to stop eating these spaghetti meatballs. So describe the shirt then that's kind of gone for a burton. What kind of look is it? <laughs> the worst colour possible. It's a white T-shirt. It's a white Ooh. Vans T-shirt. Oh, so branded quite a nice one. Branded. My wife loves Vans, all right? That's, that's her brand of choice. So she would have got that for Rocco and been like, oh, he looks called in that yeah. so it's obviously got spaghetti meatballs all down the front of it so the moment the meal's over this isn't my first rodeo I'm no idiot t-shirt off it comes immediately straight in the washing machine nice sorted hour later after being on a quick wash the only thing in there I get it out <laughs> there's there's still a very very 
heavy distinguishable taint of spaghetti meatballs. Damn, I thought it would just disappear. Well, so did I, because I've seen all the adverts in the 80s and 90s of, you know, look at this before and here it is after, and it's all a miracle. Yeah, Barry Scott, you big liar. Yeah, so it didn't work. Um, she's come home and, and declared the T-shirt no longer fit for purpose and to go in the bin. I really do think that we're not at that stage yet. Some kind of save the T-shirt campaign is what is what I'm looking at getting underway. Wait, I think you need to uh, embrace alternative methods, right? Because obviously you've got the cleaning things, the yeah. big cleaning things out there. That everyone talks about you've tried them, it hasn't worked. But we know right now that there's loads of like weird, almost witchcraft in terms of cleaning remedies and stuff out there and recipes that surely can tap into that. That's what I want. I want the things that have worked for you and I need this to work because, of course, if I can save that T-shirt in some way, say it's shape or form from the bin, then that's also a win for me. What about like wee-wee? You know, like urine... Yes. Okay, a lot of the times, every year you always find like a, there's like a new thing that someone uses like we on, yeah. right? Maybe that could be it. This... it. It's got acid and stuff in it. Remember that episode of Friends? It cured them of like a a, a jellyfish thing or I've something. heard it working for jellyfish. This T-shirt has not been stung by a jellyfish. It's, it's had spaghetti meatballs. It, it could have, it was good. The thing that warned the, the fox off the back garden. <laughs> it's it's the new wonder thing for 2021. <laughs> Sorry, I've completely lost everything that's come on the screen in front of me, which has uh, been quite disconcerting. We've got technical problems going on in the background. <laughs> a little bit like a swan, fine on top, paddling at hell belief. <laughs> this swan nearly sunk there. Um, but yeah, this T-shirt absolutely ruined because of all these spaghetti bolognese that is uh, on it. Need to save the T-shirt. We can save this T-shirt. Surely we can save it from the bin. And there's some brilliant alternative remedies coming in to the show right now. Someone says vanish. I don't know if they mean like get in the car and get the hell out there. <laughs> but that'd be worth a go. Uh, and someone else suggests uh, they don't leave their name, but they're suggesting that you try salt and lemon juice, which is like sounds like a tequila slamming. <laughs> Karate Kevin says. Put the shirt in a bucket of very salty cold water for 24 hours, then wash again. <laughs> um, we're trying to save the T-shirt. Uh, my son, my three-year-old son, uh, the spaghetti and meatballs that he had the other evening uh, didn't mix very well with the fact that it was a white T-shirt and there was no bib on. That was my fault. I was in charge of parenting. That we can salvage day. the situation, surely. Hopefully, Arena uh, says, carpet cleaner, spray it on, rub it in, leave for a few minutes and wash. It saved many grass-stained cricket whites from being turned into floor rags. So don't forget, the, the shirt is still at risk here, do you know what I mean? It is. Oh, yeah, Natalie wants to put it straight in the bin. I think there's, there's salvageable some way. <laughs> That's basically me admitting defeat otherwise. Uh, Alison, how have you saved things? What would you do? Uh, it's to hang it on the line on a sunny day. It doesn't have to be hot, it just has to be sunny. What, so despite all these brilliant products that you can buy, and we're always getting fired at them, you know, on ad breaks and everything like that, at the end of the day, it just works best to hang it out on the line? Yep, especially something white. I've got uh, two young kids. One of them wears cloth nappies. Sunlight gets almost anything out. If you can get cloth nappies dry, uh, yeah, clean with sunlight, then yeah. that's <laughs> that's the worst possible. I'm concerned, though, uh, uh, Alison, that this sounds a little bit like the sound of music, like the Von Trapps in Ware over there with Richie with all of his, you know, washing blowing in the wind on a sunny day. I don't think it'd be quite that bad. Hopefully your neighbours will be stunned by how white things are. Well, now I just need to wait for a sunny day, so we could get this T-shirt sorted by April next year. Yeah, you might be waiting a little while. You've, you've, missed, the, you've missed it slightly. should have been last weekend. Brilliant. Lovely to speak to you. Take cheers, care. Cheers, Alison. Bye. Thank you. Cheers. I'm a little bit disappointed that we're, what, 40 minutes into this hour of the show and not one person has backed up my suspicion that urine might be the way forward. <laughs> so many things in life, if you wheel on it, it works. Chuck the T-shirt in the bin and buy a new one. It will cost you more in electric to wash it twice than it will cost for the new T-shirt, says this. Uh, Chris says, save the T-shirt with 50-50 mixture of hydrogen peroxide 
and fairy washing up liquid. Mix together, then rub in, pop in for a wash cycle. Voila, good luck. And then this op- optimistic one. Now you've washed it, you've norsed it right up. You've sewn the stain in. Schoolboy error. Oh, dear. Uh, Dazzler says bread sauce to remove the bolognese purely on the red wine, white wine thing. What? Yeah. What sauce? Bread sauce, because it's your white sauce, isn't it? That's so weird, that, isn't it? But it could work. Uh, This is the text I've been waiting for. Someone's texted, I haven't left the name. I remember learning that Romans used to use urine to bleach their tunics, so Bush could be right. We on it, man. (laughs) If in doubt, we on it. Not trying that, but I'll try some of your ideas. Uh, Callie, what's yours? Oh, WD-40. Gets out a multitude of stains, including tomato, because that just goes really greasy and you can't get it out. Now, of all the things that we know that WD-40 can do, uh, this T-shirt doesn't squeak, so we're quite surprised (laughs) that you're putting it forward for this. It works, does it? I'm coming home with all sorts of food stains on them and I've got to get them all out of his uniform. Yeah, it, WD-40 is brilliant. So it, stuff. it stops snow the, building up on your windows, it stops wasp nests. Wasps nests and snow? What's going on? I mean, I, I, is this the one with the little thin tube you do a little spray, like the way you stop a door squeaking? The same thing, right? Yeah, exactly the same thing. Right, OK, so I go home tonight, I spray this, you know, semi-designer T-shirt with, you, with, with WD... I'm already in the doghouse. I promise. Okay. Brilliant. If it doesn't work, I'll buy you a new one. There you go, we've got that on tape. Got it on tape. <laughs> I am going to commit to Callie's WD-40 idea to try and fix this T-shirt. Are you really? Yeah. Out of all the stuff we've had on the show tonight, <laughs> that's the one you're going for. I know I have WD-40 in the shed, and Callie was so evangelical about it. Weirdly enough, uh, following that call, a listener has texted the show to say, and I, I don't know the answer to this, why do they call it WD-40? I do know the answer to that. Go on, then. I think, well, the, the answer that I've been told yeah. and that I've gone with uh, is the WD stands for water displacement, which is right. the technology behind what they do. And the 40 comes from when they were inventing it, it took 40 successful goes to the formula until they came up with the one that worked, which is why it is called WD-40. Two key things to remember this evening on Home Time. Firstly, let's check in tomorrow to see how the WD-40 went. <laughs> Secondly, please fact-check that for us, 8 12, 15. Can I just say, I don't feel I've had enough recognition. Out of nowhere, someone goes, what's WD-40 stand for? I gave you my theory. I was spot on. I get so much dispersions cast by yourself. So, As to me with my factual inaccuracies, that I would like a little bit more recognition when I get one right. So you were saying that it's for... It, WD-40 is water dispersal and it was the 40th different try of the formula before it worked. Correct, yeah, 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 yeah. Now, here's the thing. Uh, Andy has actually texted in during that song, so you may wish you didn't mention this now. He says, <laughs> the WD actually stands for War Department, and it was the 40th version of the formula to work out what they wanted. Well, that... It's halfway there. That's halfway there, and it depends on him being right and me being wrong, if that is the case. Well, do you know what? Since we spent most of last week's show with, with you getting stuff wrong about St Albans <laughs> Cathedral, I'll take that. <laughs> been a lot of back and forth in this hour of the show about um, Richie's uh, fact-checking and accuracy, which sometimes gets called into question. Always gets called into question by you. How dare you say that? And I felt vindicated because um, people were questioning your uh, clarification as to what the name WD-40 stands for. Although now it seems like you are vindicated. You were correct. Norman from Romford says, Richie, just Google WD-40. You are spot on. Thank you. And Pam from Preston says, WD-40 is indeed an abbreviation for the term Water Displacement 40th Form. 
formula. First show of the week. We've set ourselves up for a big week so far. Find out tomorrow when we return uh, how I get on then with this water displacement 40 uh, on my son's T-shirt. I'm going to do that when I get in this evening, watching the Palace-Arsenal game. Oh, yeah. Uh, and then I will update you tomorrow. Are you going to use WD-40 on Rocco's shirt in front of your wife, Natalie, or are you going to go and... Because you don't have a ginnel to do this anymore. She wants to chuck the T-shirt in the bin, so it doesn't matter where I do it. Uh, so he's going to be doing that. Make sure you listen to tomorrow's show. What a cliffhanger to find out whether he's managed to get that stain off. One other thing that's going on, not just tomorrow, but this week, I've come up with a pilgrimage idea. I've decided to try and eat uh, every single one of the four wimpies that we have in the Leon Sea South End area. I'm so looking at my diary to see if I've got room in my diary to come and give you some moral support. That's the way I'm going to sell this. Well, it might, got, it might have just got a hell of a lot easier because a guy called Jason Hoskins has tweeted to say, actually, Bush, there's a few more than four in your local area. He lists them as Shoebury Ness, South End Seafront, South End Victoria Circus, Westcliff Hamlet Court Road, Lee Broadway, Rayleigh High Street and Benfleet Tar Pots. That's seven. Two-week tour. <laughs> you shall join me at the ball. Now, of course, there'll be people listening to this podcast who have not just enjoyed the last 20, 25, 30 minutes, however long this particular episode turned out to be. Uh, But, of course, you'll have heard at the beginning the prediction, Arsenal 2, Palace 1. You'll have heard Bush talk about the butterfly effect. You guys will have been listening to this and been thinking, I know what the full-time score was for that. We're either going to look like geniuses or absolute idiots right now. But you know what? Just in terms of a prediction, again, I I felt good vibes. You, uh, literally five minutes ago, your Apple Watch said that you'd had a big fall. (laughs) It did. So, I don't know. I mean, one is good luck, the other's bad. We'll have to see what happens. I've got to put money on now, haven't I?